Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. Rob and Slim Show. Hello. Cliff. Is this Rob and Slim? Am I am I on the show right now? You are live on the show. Rob and Slim Show live, and we are talking to Cliff... Uh, Benfield, animator, writer from Manhattan, correct? Yes, sir. Cool, cool. And check, how, check. how how is it up there? Uh, you got a lot of snow? Um, not anymore. It's starting to, this is like the nicest day we've had in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just moved to Brooklyn and I have a porch now and I got to shovel this thing. I'm from Manhattan. I don't know how to do that stuff, you know? I don't work with my hands like that. I feel so like I gotta, I, yeah. I, I learned how to use a shovel recently. I'm learning a lot about Cliff. I would just sweep uh, that. Can't you just sweep that? A little broom action? No, I had to, I had to dig in there. It was rough. Oh, <laughs> what the hell I was doing? <laughs> God damn. God damn. That's too much work. <laughs> I don't know. We're in this little pocket in South Jersey where all we get is rain pretty much, dude. Just and But this uh-huh. this winter we've gotten like enough snow just to piss you off. So I'm just done with it. Just done with it at this point. Seriously, yeah, no, it's 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 been a punch in the gut several times this snow, but uh, uh, we're looking forward. Yeah, man, but uh, like I said, you're an animator. Uh, are you a comedian also? You know, I'm 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 a fake comedian, bro. I did stand. I was doing stand up like mics and stuff, and I did a few shows regularly before the uh, the the pandemic hit, and then I watched the comedians I knew like bear with, you know, you know, suffer through it, go to any mic they could outdoors at parks, yes. you know, like, and get anything they could scrape any comedy out that they could. Yeah. And then I was just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay home and, and make some cartoons. I heard, uh, <laughs> uh, Bob Levy say that at one point, all he was doing were like parking lots. Like that was the only place yeah. that would do, do comedy gigs at one point. That's so weird. So weird. <sighs> Yeah, and that's not just that's not just amateur comics or or people yes. coming up like you know the the top guys. Yeah, they got to do these massive parking. That's like the big show you could, you were able to get, um, like during the height of it. I guess that's still all you can really get. Walmart parking um, lot. Yeah, I sold out. I sold out. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, how long have you yeah. been animating for, Cliff? Not too long. About like uh, about, I would say two years. Cool, Two cool. Years at this point. And what uh, one more. what yeah. what program do you use to to animate on? So I use I don't do it the way that you know the fancy way. I do it the the makeshift way. I do it. I draw my shit up on Animator, on uh, Illustrator rather, Adobe Illustrator, okay. and 
and then I make all the, these layers. It's pretty boring, but I'm going to explain it. Um, they, yeah. I make you know, all the layers. Like if you if you, the guy's moving his arm this way or that way, like I got a, a layer for each part of the body, and then I uh-huh. drop that thing in After Effects, and uh, I try to make something happen. Yeah, I used to do um, uh, Flash, and I just remember like every frame I would do. There were easier ways, but uh-huh. I couldn't figure those out. So like, yeah, I was going like frame by frame. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. When I was a kid, I found out. When I was a kid, I realized you can animate using PowerPoint by using the slides and putting them together, and that's what I used to do when I was like twelve. What do you What do you use now, Slim? Nothing. I don't uh, <laughs> but your show, Cliff, is is it uh, a web series? Uh, space skits. It's kind of I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like um, I make these a little. I try to keep them. I mean, they have to be under a minute to be on Instagram. Um, and under 30 seconds to be on reels just recently. But I, I basically just try, I, I like short form sketches. Like when I was a kid, I was obsessed with, you know, the family guy cutaways and just like short gags in animate and like animated adult comedy. So I just kind of tried to distill that into, you know, like a, a, a web, yeah, like a, a social media appropriate kind of like format for animation. Nice. Um, cause I just like the quick payoff, you know what I mean? Like the joke, there's a sketch, there's, there's a, a scenario, it's very straightforward. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely the family guy cutaways when I was little that I was always like, these are, I just kind of want to watch these. Some people hate them. Like, I don't know how you guys feel about those kind of things. I, I, I love family but, guy, but I, I feel with every animation, if it goes on a certain amount of time, I'm done with it. I felt that way yeah. about South Park, Simpsons and family guy. Like it wasn't like family guy ever. I think even started being crappy for me i just was done with it after i don't know seven years or whatever it was i, I don't know but i do yeah. love those little like remember when i was uh be arthur's hair uh, wig or whatever yeah i, I love those little like, they were definitely the best parts of family guys <laughs> yeah, yes yes yeah. and i loved uh some of your i, I watched some of your stuff uh cliff i, I love the grandpa grandpa's amazing i saw a clip with mosquitoes oh, i don't know who the mosquitoes were i love them and Biggie the <laughs> Turtle. Biggie the Turtle really, really tickled my soul. He was like a drug dealer turtle. I don't know what he was up to. He wasn't up to any good. <laughs> no good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Those are some of my favorites, too. Biggie the Turtle, I got a shout-out to my friend uh, Jared Schwartz. He's a comedian. I, I made that with him. That was a concept he brought to me. Cool. I was going to um, ask. I was going to ask if you uh, uh, work with anyone else or if you just do them all on your own. I uh, I work you know with people if I'm I'm in the mood you know it's like I love I mean I love bringing on comedian friends because uh, you know that's just uh, you know they bring something to the table it's just fun to shoot this shit you know I I just do this because it's it's a great way to uh, like I I don't know I went to film school and I was in for college so I didn't really go to college but I went to film school for college and I hated all the setup all the prep you know all the cameras and everything like it's important to know that stuff and I do love the process but once I realized oh I could just you know set up a mic and come up with any ridiculous concept I want and then bring on funny people I know yeah uh to and just fuck around there's no you know you're not wasting daylight you're not worried about uh, you know, people who aren't being fed properly on set. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, we got a break for lunch. Like, you don't have to do any of that. You're sitting in a room right. and you're just kind of. You can change the whole thing on on a whim if you want to. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I love I, that. But I, I, would, I, was... I, I would say a good majority of them I do. I also just make on, in my cave alone. 
Nice. I was going to say, too, you could also, I, I don't know, I feel like with comedians, you could uh, uh, approach them and be like, do you want this little part of your act animated? I feel maybe you can do something with that. Oh, yeah. No, there's people, there's comedians that have uh, approached me for that uh, on more than one occasion. I'm not helping this one guy, uh, Tom Luciano, with his, um, I work with him, too, and he, he's, he has asked me to uh, make some of his quick, quick bits into, uh, yeah, like, animations which is fun you know i mean it's 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 a cool it's a cool medium to get your stand-up out you know because that's what a lot of people like stand-up comedians like it's hard to have like a distinct social media presence you know yeah like a lot you go on like a lot of comedians i don't know if you go on a lot of comedians like instagram pages but a lot of it is like pictures of them making people laugh you know (laughs) like pictures of them like on stage (laughs) and it's like oh this guy looks like he makes people laugh He, he looks like he's doing a good job up there you know, but you don't really get to see them perform. You don't get to see their material. And they also kind of want to be precious with the material. Because once you, some people are like, oh, once I post my joke online, it's, it's you know, the value's lost because it's, it's out there in the ether and anybody can access it. Yeah. But um, it is, yeah, it's like a good bridge for that. Like, you know, animating one of your bits or whatever. Nice. I also, uh, you had mentioned Family Guy, um, but even, uh, I don't know, is that something you watched as a kid? Like, what are some of the uh, stuff you watched growing up? Um, I wa- you know, I guess I, I watched all of that stuff. You know, I was, you know, I, I was the kid, I, I was so uh, infatuated with adult animated comedy, like at <laughs> like 10 years old. Nice. Like, it, to me, it was like, it was like, it was, to me, it was like, I don't know, it's a forbidden fruit. Um, and I didn't have parents that censored me. Okay. So I would go to school and know all these dirty jokes that I didn't even understand. And people were like, what? No, I'm still, I'm still watching Drake and Josh, bro. I was like, hey, yeah. that's cool too, man. You, like, you were the like, kid that everyone was, was like, wow, I can't wait to hear what Cliff mm-hmm. watched last, last weekend. So you, you were watching like all the, uh, like the late, late night uh, Adult Swim stuff, like after yeah. the anime. You were the kid who's when yeah. your mom picked you up, you were like, where the fuck were you, bitch? And all your friends were like, whoa, Cliff just said that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I was ruthless. Yes, I, if there's one thing I want to, people to take away from my appearance on this podcast is I was ruthless to my mother um, and, and, and borderline verbally abusive. But that's on record. No. We all no, had just, that they friend clip. Me. They, they thought it was good for me to watch, you know, whatever I want. Like, they didn't think uh, it, it would do any harm, uh, I guess, you know? Yeah. Cool like that. Yeah. But, the yeah. Joke's on them. Besides well, family you guy, though. Censored at all? I mean, oh, I know, was. Childhood, like, I was. I was sheltered, and then once I hit high school, I'm like, yeah, fuck beer, cursing. My parents Simpsons. never, never cared what I watched. I could watch anything, and also, you know, like I, I'm 32, so I grew up in the age with like the Adult Swim and stuff like that. They didn't know what any of that was. So, so yeah, once I hit my know. 20s is when that was out. I was like, oh yeah, this yeah. is this is what I. This is what I do in my twenties. Watch adults. Uh-huh. <laughs> what uh? What if it's uh? Are you a fan of like the newer stuff, uh, Cliff, like Rick and Morty or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I like I like Rick and Morty. I don't. I'm not gaga over it like some people. You know, like their army of. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's. I guess I think it's cool that they have such a dedicated fan base. I love the uh, show, but yeah, I'm not gonna run into McDonald's screaming about Szechuan sauce. <laughs> like, sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just yelling pickle, Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for them to um, cultivate such a like a strong following. Yeah. Like, people are snort that shit. Um, <laughs> But 
Yeah, I mean, like Big Mouth. Big Mouth kind of weirds me out sometimes. I like, I love, I like the guys that make it, they crawl and everything. I'm I just, hate I'm just that show. All the, all I, the new animated show. I want to make enemies. I like um, that. No, but I like that you brought that up because I didn't. I, I heard so many people talk about that show. I, I tried. I think two episodes, and I was like, I feel like this is just shocking to be shocking. It's, it wasn't really creative. It just kind of like, yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. The one I did recently that I loved was the BoJack Horseman. That, that I've heard, was but really, I really good. Still have not, still have not checked that out. Just like no, yeah, same. Yeah, it's it's I, it's. I love, oh, no, I did watch it. Yeah. Oh, you did watch yeah. BoJack? Yeah, BoJack was great because it was funny, but it was also like kind of deep and like really messed with your emotions at some points. And I, I really liked how they blended the comedy with like the more dramatic shit. Yeah, it got dark. That mm-hmm. that shit got real dark. Oh, it like, does you, get really. You, I mean, in a in a way, you're not used to with uh, like adult animation. Yeah, like it's, it wasn't slapstick dark. It was like real life dark. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's and, definitely worth a watch. And, and uh, you mentioned Big Mouth. I also, um, and I didn't hate it at all. I, I kind of loved F is for Family, but I just couldn't watch much of it. Like I just, I just oh, yeah. uh, wasn't engrossed enough to just binge it. I like, did one season or, of that. I don't even think I got through one, but it wasn't bad. I didn't hate it, but I just. It just didn't hold me, I feel. Yeah. F is for family is a weird one because I love Bill Burr. Like, Bill <sighs> Burr is one of my, yeah. like, favorite, like, uh, entertainment people. Like, I love his podcast. I, I listen to oh. that regularly. I, I Yeah, um, and I loved him on, uh, was it Better Call Saul or was it uh, uh, Breaking Bad? He had a few short on, scenes in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he was on Breaking Bad. Yes. I don't know about Better Call Saul. But yeah. He probably, he probably had him on, right? But I'm like, oh my God, it's fucking Bill Burr. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best. It's fucking Bill Burr. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. Even his newest uh, comedy special that I saw. It was great. It was great. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a major fan of it. But it's crazy because I don't watch F is for Family. I just, I don't know. I can't get it. It's kind of 70s. I mean, it's definitely something made for people, I think, that grew up in that time i yeah, guess or uh that nostalgia you know, voice for the voiceless in that realm um, yeah. but it, it was something yeah, it, it, it definitely comes off as something that was like close to bill's heart but like not for everyone you know right yeah do you ever have that where it's like you like someone and you don't but you don't like one project they make and it's like, but you know, it's good for you, buddy. Like, right? Yeah, you, you did your thing. Your your yeah. your blank check or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, Cliff, when um, I googled you doing show prep, something came up, and I don't know—is is this yours, Puttertown? Yeah. It is, okay. Yeah, it was a movie about a, a heist of a of a mini golf course, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You guys did your research. Damn. <laughs> Oh, I man. hate that you saw it. Yeah. I was going to say, is you it, were very hesitant about that. I, you were like, wait it, a second. Did he just bring that out? I did not want that even <laughs> talked about. What the fuck? Why did I come on the show? Oh. Okay. No, it's better off. But that's cool that you checked it. I'm glad it's you know available to be... Uh, <laughs> found researched they picked um, no, you're almost it, like who has uh, that posted it, give me the site now so I can get that shit taken it's out it sounded funny though I, I just I, I just love the, the concept of uh, I'm gonna hold up a, a mini golf course <laughs> yeah it's kind of ridiculous uh, I worked it I, I, that came from because I worked at a mini golf course for years really um, that was my first job Ooh. and uh, I was in film school and I knew that you know I, I was pretty cool with the people that's you know the managers and i was like can i just shoot, shoot some shit here 
And uh, they were like, yeah, but it has to be at night. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. Well, I guess it's got to be a heist or something. Oh, that's all you can and do that, at That's night. where my brain went. <laughs> a heist or an orgy. Do, do you got any good uh, mini golf employee uh, yeah! uh, stories? What was <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, dude, It's I'm, I'm still workshopping a, a script with my – I'm actually supposed to talk to him tomorrow. A guy I worked with who's an actor, Daniel Badulo. He, um, I worked there with him. That's how I met him. And we wrote a, a full script a pilot um, that we want, you know, to be, uh, to be produced like a major production. Um, and because we just met so many crazy people. That, I mean, I don't know if, if you were to run a mini golf course, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be hiring, uh, you know, normal everyday people. Like they're, they all, yeah. No. There's this one guy, Doobie, uh, who, <laughs> you know, he called himself Doobie. He worked at ice cream. He was like in his mid fifties, really cool, chill guy. And did not smoke weed at all, but he liked to go by Doobie. Oh, wow. Uh, you threw me a, a curveball with that one. I was like, oh, my God, this was like a stoner, stoner. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Just a Cro- like a Croatian immigrant, strong Croatian accent. Can I do that? Is that offensive to do a Croatian accent? No. I don't think it is, right? Not at all. He talked like he called everybody chump. You know, he said, chump, chump, come here, come here. And then he'd be like pointing out like, yeah, you should talk to that girl. You know, he's always trying to get you to hit on girls uh, if he wasn't hitting on them already. Uh, yeah, so we, we just have all these ideas. Like, yeah, it was quite an experience working there. So we're trying, we're working on a script for it. He sounds like, like a character. He, I feel like he could have a spinoff at least, too. I could see, yeah. like, a, I oh, could, for sure. I could definitely see, like, a clerk style movie, but, like, at a mini golf. Yeah. That's exactly what. We kind of when we were talking about it, like it, it, it would have to be in that kind of realm of like it, low budget. It's got to be black and white. Hyper realism. <laughs> it has to be black and white. Yeah, it has to be. Fuck yeah! It's essential. <laughs> oh man, how much? What was your guys' first jobs? I want to know your. I told you my first job. What were, what were your first jobs? First job. Mine was Burger King. Mine was McDonald's. Wow, look at you with the one-two punch over here. Yeah. So, Fucking, and now we're together. It's like yeah. uh, it's like a Republican and a Democrat <laughs> over here, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, their political views, it's crazy how different the political views of McDonald's Corporation is compared to Burger King, right? Uh, like they're, no, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the evil empire over there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, what was that like? Really shitty, really mm-hmm. shitty integrating. Mm-hmm. Um, Humiliating, absolutely. But uh, I don't know. I was always like a little uh, loose cannon, and uh, a couple times, like somebody would fuck with me or something, uh, you know, get a little bossy with me, and then they'd want you to make their food on break. So instead of cooking the actual burger, I just microwaved it. So it was still, <laughs> it was still raw, and it was just soft. So this guy like was like, make me a burger. So I made him this fucking burger, and he runs in the bathroom. And he runs out just spitting like, you did that to me. God's going to get you back. And God has not gotten me back yet, <laughs> God has not gotten me back yet. And all I know is that motherfucker ate a raw burger. That's amazing. That's the best case scenario yeah. right there. For someone, like, if you if you fuck with somebody's food and their, their best retort is, you know, God's going to get you. I'm not. I'm going to leave. Um, but Dude, God will take care of this. Right? He could have right. punched me. He was a grown man and I was a little shit of a high school kid. He could have fucked me up or did something i don't know could have spit on me whatever yeah i I don't have any cool stories like rob because i I wasn't cool still not 
as cool as Rob, but you know, I do remember like just because I worked at my local McDonald's, so I remember like riding my bike around town and people just yelling at me, You fucked up my order at McDonald's the other day. <laughs> they were throwing rocks at me. They were just throwing oh rocks at me. Yeah, it's not, not, not good. The best thing about it though, Cliff, was uh, all the cops in town, I would just hook up whatever they would order, like, or teachers, any teacher too that came through the drive thru or in the store. Like they ordered, I don't know, one meal, they got 10. I would fucking give him whatever. <laughs> you got away with that. <laughs> You're a generous employee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm greasing the wheels. I want an A in Woodshop. And I also don't want to go to jail when I get pulled over drunk. Like, I, I know who to take care of. <laughs> I don't think I ever told this on the, this podcast. Uh, seven years of never revealing this about myself. I was a McDonald's manager for about a month. Whoa. And I couldn't, I couldn't handle the stress. So I uh, dropped down. Uh, now I'm a uh, manager now, for a big corporation. Now, what were the responsibilities? The immediate, I would assume the first thing that happened, um, which was this is how it went down at mini golf when someone would be promoted to manager, uh, is that immediately your relationship with all the people you're kind of chill with is is like tainted a little bit, you know? That is, and is you that get the, that, and the first thing they do is hand you keys, and then you're like, I got keys to the building, and it's, you know. But other than that, it didn't feel much different than being a regular employee. Employee, but McDonald's does that where they'll promote these like 15, 16 year old kids who have no clue what the fuck they're doing, and it's never good. And they're still paying you below minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was like, yeah, I think I was making like eight dollars as a manager at McDonald's. <laughs> right? Wow. Money at sixteen. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Oh man. That's great. <laughs> how does one mess up a McDonald's order? I mean, I'm not judging. I don't know. I'm just wondering how, what's like what's the process like where you would mess up an order? Like, is it because you just don't give a shit? Yeah. Like, guys, send it out. It's just a stressful or day. A I think you, you know you you got a busy day, and uh, sometimes people get big orders and you fucking miss something. You repeat everything, but it technically shouldn't be your fault that you repeated it and they. Still said you got it wrong. I, don't know I remember like people uh, wanting like extra pickles, and I would throw like a fistful. I would be like, "Yeah, right, here's yeah. extra pickles, motherfucker!" And they got like, yeah, like a pound of pickles on there. I did that shit. <laughs> you wanted pickles just because I was an you asshole. Yeah. I'm still an asshole. Yeah, yeah. No, you you wanted five slices of cheese or not? You got it. I don't know. <laughs> also, could be the guy bagging it. Like it says, three double cheeseburgers. Oh. He puts two in there. You know. Oh, that fucking bagger! I don't trust any baggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this: Have you ever heard Dane Cook's whole thing on Burger King? That was like his first big bit. Right? Was hmm. his Did you ever you ever gone to Burger King? Like I just remember he would just like aggressively say Burger King a bunch in the bit. That's about it. I've but never I heard that. If you ever heard that? I, I one of his favorite of mine though was his time travel. He had a whole time travel bit where he was gonna like travel back in time, and at the at the time of him his parents fucking and conceiving him, he was just gonna run in the room and smack his dad as hard as he could on the ass. Like <laughs> that joke always made me laugh. That was that was I would say that's when comedy peaked, right? Yeah. And then ever since it's been downhill. When yeah. with the, the smacking his dad in the ass, joke. that was that was seminal. That's in it. All our lives. <laughs> he crossed the line. He yeah, that was like time space shit right there. That fucked up the whole uh-huh. the whole reality. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The Lions predicted it. It was on the calendar. No, but um, yeah, the, that, that's a cool. The, the, see, that's a classic first job though. Burger yeah. King, McDonald's. That, that's a that's a first job right there. You know. But not like, as cool as mini golf. I don't know. Mini the golf, mini golf is thing like is awesome, though, next man. level. <laughs> you had like the highest of first jobs. Like I envy you for that. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't I have that? 
It was pretty sweet. It's pretty. It, it, it's funny. I, it was funny how cool I thought it was when I started, and then how how like once you get you know and it, it was a summer job. I would do I, I, once I got into college. I would do it as a summer job, and and it really was only open for a certain amount of time because it was outdoors in Manhattan. It's like one of the only mini golf courses in Manhattan. Yeah, there can't outdoors. be much. And uh, it's crazy because there were no, I mean, there were rules, but it's not like a corporation. It's like, it was, you know, some guy owns a mini golf course and it's like yeah. in New York City. So, you know, we got away with a lot of shit. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I, I was like wondering that. if it was, uh, it, was it just a mini golf course? Because you see a lot ooh. that are like, oh, it's a mini golf course plus an arcade plus it's a bar plus like all this. Or and was drugs it, out back. drugs out back. If you know who to talk to, huh? I mean, it was a it was a very well run cocaine ring. Oh, okay, um, it wasn't. It was, you know. uh, well run. Yeah, nice. No, um, we no we had burgers and hot dogs. You were talking about how you know you would if you had a major order every t- every now and then you'd miss something. Yeah. I might. The only things on the menu that I would serve were hot dogs and fries and frozen pizzas, and I w- and I would still find a way to fuck that up. <laughs> frozen pizzas. <laughs> Damn I'd be it. like, oh, did he say six hot dogs or 17? I'm <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> around that ballpark. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cliff, we have to wrap this up, dude, but it's been a blast talking to you, man. Yeah, it's been great. I, I'm really happy uh, that you guys invited me on. Um, I, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I listened to your last episode. You, yeah, this is this is uh, this podcast is mayhem, and, I, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Thank you, it. brother. I would we'll definitely love to it. do it again sometime. Uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, so you can find my, uh, my my main social media pages are my TikTok and my Instagram page uh, at Space Skits. That's you know, space. And then S K I T S, and uh, yeah, there's some funny shit there. Check it out. Nice, nice. Uh, thank you, brother. We'll, we'll talk soon, Cliff. Thanks, guys. No problem. Go. Later. Rob and Slim Show. We're back with author Christopher Minori. Hey, how's it? Uh, how's it going again? It's uh, good. It's been a little bit. It's been a, a few years, Christopher. I think it was like two years when we had John last. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It feels like just just yesterday you guys got those restraining orders on me. So I hope that makes the time go. They worked themselves out, I feel. I feel at least. I don't know. I I never pay attention to them when I get them, so. (laughs) It's terrible, Uh, right? Again, I apologize. I don't know where those watermelons came from. I I don't know, and I think things got out of hand. Ah, they did, they did. But uh, it's, it's been a minute. You have a new book, though, Christopher, right? Stealing Destiny? I do, I do. Yeah, it's new. Um, uh, it follows um, uh, the series that that I've done about this demon who gets banished to uh, to Earth from Hell, and then you know each book Satan kind of um, tasks him with something to do, and uh, it, it's uh, you know it's a comedy and obviously a little bit of fantasy, but but really what it is, it's kind of like mystery or detective novels, I think. Yeah. I love it. I love the uh, the picture on the cover. It's God and Satan arm wrestling. I, I love that. I love the the was it the, great? the prologue where it's uh, World War Two in Germany and it's right. just it's Hitler realizing like he's not the the chosen one. Pretty much, it's crazy, crazy. Like right. he thought he was doing the right, right thing, but then he realizes he must not be because otherwise the bad shit wouldn't be happening. So right, no, definitely. There, um, uh, you know, a lot of this is based in not 
truth necessarily, but but kind of truth in that uh, this this weapon. I don't think I've given anything away. This weapon that everybody went to talking about is uh, the Spear of Destiny, right? And I, I don't know if you guys you might have played the video game. <laughs> I did, but. Um, uh, Spear of Destiny is supposed to be this real thing, right? Jesus was hanging on the cross, and um, uh, this Roman soldier, Longinus, um, uh, was waiting for him to die, and so he stabbed him with the spear to see if, if he was dead, and and uh, he got Christ's blood on this spear, and so it became this, you know, the greatest weapon uh, ever created. You know, any army who has it couldn't uh, couldn't lose, right? Yes. And uh, so it was rumored during World War II that um, that Hitler had found the, the Spear of Destiny, and that's why you know things things went uh, pretty good for him at the start. But then, um, uh, the, you know, the the thought is that he lost it, and anybody who loses it uh, winds up dying, right, or yes. losing completely. Or everything, so, yeah, loses. So everything. yeah, that's why it starts with that section. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. And who is the main character in the book? So the main character is this um uh this demon named Sam. And um he uh, uh a couple books back, he got framed for he was a courier, right? A soul courier and he would somebody's going to hell, he'd go and collect their soul and bring it to hell. And um uh, he got framed for stealing uh, souls from from heaven, and so he got banished to to Earth, and all his powers were stripped of him, and he can't turn back to looking like a demon; he just looks human. And uh, so, it, each each one of these books is um, kind of like a mystery of, and a little bit of a continuation. They're not direct sequels, I'd say, but they, okay. you know, at the end of each one, it kind of leads into the next one. So, so from Little Idiots, um, this is fun. like a continuation almost. That's right. So, Little okay. Idiots, which was the book before this, um, in that one, uh, Sam actually winds up uh, getting this cult together right they try to um they they try to materialize them and and uh, they wind up having to work for him and so it starts to build kind of some of the characters that um that wind up kind of becoming part of his gang right uh his best friend is a uh, a demon as well and uh, he's got this um uh, this young girl who uh, he's training to be a witch, and and so all of them wind up this IT guy who I love him. His name's Coin, and he's he's like the IT guy and so nerdy and everything. It's stupid. It's probably because it's kind of like me, right? I was gonna say I heard you're an IT guy, correct? <laughs> I, I am. I am. I work with uh, network uh, network security for a a company with obviously poor hiring practices (laughs) how do you find time though i mean you've done the texas chainsaw musical and it was successful you've written books how do you have time having a career in it to do those cool creative projects i just um uh well i only (laughs) i only work about two hours a day and the rest of the time my boss is paying me to write these but no that's not true i uh, hopefully he doesn't like them that's how my show um, works I come up you with know, a lot of just, shit at work. You just find... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I just say, you, you, sometimes like ideas strike you when you're at work, and you just you, you got to write them down, or you're going to lose them. You, you got to go with it. Like, so right. I, I, do I, do, I do most of my actual writing. I, I do in the shower. I do in the car when I'm driving. Right? I do it away from sitting there typing. And I just... Ideas fly through, and I start... Um, 
getting scenes and putting them together and maybe even creating some dialogue in my head. And then when I go to sit down, it just kind of kind of flows out of me, you know, because I've already written it. And now I'm just kind of transcribing it. And so, uh, yes. you know, maybe that's why I'm able to uh, to do some of, of that while, you know, I mean, I got a, a regular life going on, too, and a family and yeah. uh, all of that. But, you know, on the flip side, I'm only doing, like, one book every two years, right? And I know some people uh, manage to do more than that. That's still a lot, though. Like, I feel like, uh, I mean, maybe a book a year is a lot, I feel. Mm-hmm. But a book every two years, that's that's still not bad. Yeah, you know, it's actually, it's actually pretty good if you consider that every time I finish a, a book, I go to the next one, I get an idea, I write the first chapter, and then I spend the next year, you know, playing Minecraft, right? <laughs> <laughs> not doing anything on it. And then all of a sudden, it's just like when it's time, suddenly I know, oh, it's time I got to sit down and write this. And, you know, you can't force it. It's the nice thing about, you know, writing for yourself self-publishing is yes I'm, I'm not under pressure from anyone i'm not i'm not forced to get them drafts i don't have to turn this into a business right i, I still get to enjoy writing which yes. you know that's the best part i mean it's nice being published but the best part is writing and creating so yeah and, and doing it on your own terms and telling your own story i, I do love that uh, also I, I was gonna ask i figure you probably have everybody in in the world coming to you to fix their computers and shit like every family member every acquaintance <laughs> Like goddamn, this window, two thousand and one right? is not is not working, Chris. <laughs> oh, I do, and you know, a lot of the old people in my family are still alive, right? They're, they're all hanging on, and yes. so you know, that's the worst, man. Um, you try to, you know, your your dad or your your aunt or somebody comes up, you know, your mom is like, uh, hey, this, you know, I can't get Windows to work. It won't play with this Windows game. And you're like, it's an iPad, dad. How many times I got to tell you that? So yeah, everybody, everybody comes to me. They want to yeah. know, hey, can you, you know, can you, the nice thing is I don't, now I just have to give advice. We got rid of pretty much everything. So I don't have any equipment. Nobody brings their stuff to me to fix it anymore. And, and that's nice. I don't really mind. I mean, I'm yeah. bullshit, right? I don't mind. I don't mind helping them I, saying in case they listen in. I, I've talked to a, uh, I guess you would call it like a professional repairman, like a guy that repairs like the freezers when they go down at a retail store. Right. And he said right. that, um, whenever anyone in his family, he doesn't care who they are, when they ask him to repair something, he fucking charges them. He says, you never, you never do anything for free. Yeah. Doesn't matter how close you are with them, you don't do it for free. That's nice. I'm going to assume he's not Italian. My family is Italian, and man, nobody pours guilt on like Italian. No! I don't... I can't even imagine asking for a sandwich while while I'm fixing somebody's system. They just shoot me bad looks the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. That be the talk of Christmas, right? Do you hear Chris? Oh, he Chris. charged. He charged. Yeah, he obviously, <laughs> obviously wasn't Italian. <laughs> that Italian guilt it runs it yeah, runs deep. Oh, <laughs> uh, as a writer, Chris, who are some of your favorite writers? Oh, let's see. You know, I love Clyde Barker, right? Very, uh, man, he's a very free writer. You know, he did books of blend, Hellraiser. Everybody knows Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. And um, he just writes these incredible, um, you know, he's a great short story artist, which is really hard to do, to, to write short stories. And um, he uh, he does these crazy horror and then puts this incredible sex into it, sex scenes and 
Uh, and well, not sex scenes, but ma- just makes it very sexual. I mean, he's just yeah. an amazing writer. So he's a big one. Uh, Dean Koontz, I really like his um, Odd Thomas yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're read. good. Odd Thomas, that stuff's great. Yeah. Um, really great. And then um, uh, another big one I like is uh, Gregory McDonald. He writes uh, the Fletch books. You guys all know Fletch from Chevy Chase, but it was a yes. huge series of books. Oh, wow. And, I never knew uh, that. What's that? I never knew that. That it was a, a book series. Yeah, oh yeah. They're great. They're really great. I, I man, I've been reading those since I was young, right? It's just got a real flippant way of talking and I think uh uh I'm somewhat my stuff uh maybe the, the dialogue is somewhat um uh reminiscent of that. And then uh and then Robert Aspen, right? And he writes these um he's kinda like the the Douglas Adams of fantasy books, right? Just writes really he doesn't anymore, I think he's dead, but uh, good stuff, Michael Crichton. Yeah. I read a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, stuff that's interesting, right? Stuff that really kind of love horror. Um, I love when there's comedy mixed in stuff. I don't really read straight comedy too much because nobody really writes it good anymore, right? They're just putting down their act and stuff. Yeah. I don't even know how I got into that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, for me to say that I, I read a lot, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, you you saying you like comedy and stuff when it's mixed into things, I feel like, is what you were getting at. And you mentioned Clive Barker, and that's one of the things I love about Clive Barker is that a lot of his stories genre-bend a little. Like, he calls himself a horror author, but you get things that are very, like, science fiction-y. You might get a little comedy here and there and, you know, fantasy with, like, Lord of Illusions with the magic. And I think he did another one that was, like, in a quilt that was very fantasy-like. Like, Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he he definitely uh, was, and he, um, uh, I mean, he just, God, he read, if you've ever read Weave World, and it's a huge, I love gigantic novels, right, like that, and The Stand, and and, uh, just these huge tales that go on forever, and so, uh, yeah, he wrote this one, Weave World, about this entire world that lived in this carpet, Mm -hmm. and the carpet kind of explodes, and then it's, you know, a a battle between us, Earth, or humans, and and these these people from the weave and and just man the way he writes is just incredible it really is and he doesn't hold back that's what I really like that he does not hold back man he's going to write or say anything and and you got to respect that and then he's multi talented in the sense where he's uh, wrote screenplays that he didn't write books about like there's this is just like an original work for the screen only and I like that too yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, he directed Hellraiser, which mm-hmm. is a great. I mean, man, first, yeah. first thing out of the gate, right? He directs Hellga- uh, Hellraiser. I mean, that's incredible, incredible uh, feat. And uh, he's also an amazing painter. And if you've ever seen any of his artwork, but he's a, a no, no, he's no, a no. really great painter. That's cool. That's cool. I yeah. just you mentioning uh, the stand. I, I just love Stephen King's writing. I don't know. I feel like he just writes like a regular person would talk, kind of like I, 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 and he could just ramble on. And I'm like, this is this fucking good shit. Good shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, Stephen King is the greatest short story author. And his, you know, his books are, I don't have to say, you know, they're good. Everybody knows. Yeah. um, Right? There's only like a thousand of them. (laughs) uh, His short stories. He's one of a million pages. uh, What is that? I think Night Shift was the name of the book. Um, Yeah. I mean, nobody writes a short story like him, right? And the reason I say it's so hard is, you know, in a book, you get, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages to develop characters and build build conflict and resolve it. And then a you know, in a short story you get like, 
you know, 10, 20 pages, right? And yeah. you got to do everything you do in a book, but, but in there and not make it seem rushed. And man, boy, he is the master at that. He really is. His, his short stories are awesome. And he and, pushes you know, that the, a lot the, every year. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. The the Shining is my my favorite ghost story ever. Is is the Shining? He's got uh, so many greats. A so wee great. lad. Yeah, and I just loved it. Yeah. I I guess this would apply to to story writing as well. But there's a like a historic quote. I forget who said it, but somebody had said they wrote like this really really long letter to, letter to someone, and uh, they ended it with I would have wrote it shorter, but I didn't have enough time. <laughs> no that's really that's good that's good yeah. man um you know when you when you're writing a couple of things you do for marketing and for publishing is you come up with a log line right one little line um that kind of tells what your book is your entire book and you do a little you know a, a paragraph description man i do i do book editing as well and um I get my clients come in. That's like the hardest part for them, right? They'll bring me, yes. you know, like three paragraphs to put on the back of the cover to describe it. And I'm like, man, you they haven't even gotten in the book you're boring of, right? Bring that down to one paragraph. And yeah, the shorter you write, the more brief you're trying to be because you're trying to put out the same amount of information but in a much more competitive. It's like Twitter, right? The difference between Twitter and Facebook, really. Yes. You know, you've got the... It's hard to learn to use Twitter after you've used something like Facebook because you're so it's so rigid mm. about what you can and you know how much you can put there. It's it's very hard when I when I post stuff on uh, on Twitter. They made it a little bit better now. But, yeah, uh, they, they did add yeah, more, but just, same thing. like you said though on on Facebook when I see like a three a three page paragraph, I'm like I just can't I can't read this long ass post. Right. I, I can read 20 words. Uh, I can do Twitter. Cares. I can do Twitter. <laughs> 20 words, 20 that's characters. it. Yeah, I tell you, I'm characters. Yeah, no. Fuck. Right. <laughs> you lost me. Right. Uh, Christopher, are you moving to Panama? I am. I am. How did you know? Th- oh, that's right. I told you earlier. Yeah, you yeah, did so, mention that. Um, I am, uh, my wife and I, we've been planning this for years. Um, we uh, we started talking about retirement, and I'll try to make this short because I don't want to bore you with my retirement, but we started talking <laughs> about retiring. I wanted to retire kind of young, you know, 59, 60, yeah. and we just realized we couldn't, right? Yes. You know, and, and even though we've been very frugal with our money, right? We save, we do investments and stuff, so we, we, we don't have debt. You know, we're, we're set up pretty good for it, and it's like, wow, man, I, what do you mean we can't retire? And, you know, it comes down to health care. Right. If you try yeah. to retire before you can get uh, Medicare, man, healthcare will kill you. And uh, I think it was my wife kind of she used to watch that House Hunters International. And, you know, we kept noticing these these houses on the beach for like, you know, one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And so uh, we started looking into it and we we looked all over the, the world. And uh, Panama keeps coming up as the number one um, retirement place for expats. Right. So. So yeah, we're we're finally getting to do it. We are um, moving probably around June, and uh, she's going to go ahead and she's going to retire and and kind of uh, work on some other stuff and get us used to living in Panama. And I'm I'm probably going to work another uh, year or two and then uh, just retire and write full time. So then hopefully I I will put out a book a year at that I, point. I have heard that like but you I, could live like a king down there. It's relatively, it's gorgeous country, and the only thing I've heard is the biggest, oh, um, 
like adjustment is learning to slow down like a trip to the bank is like a yeah. whole day down there where like up here you you want to go and be out of there in like 15 minutes but down there you go to right, the bank you, right. that's that's your whole day like it's a slower pace of life but i heard once you get used to it it's it's amazing no, absolutely. So they, they call that manana time, and uh, that's the time that Panama runs on. And uh, example, my wife and I went uh, went into a, um, a restaurant, and, you know, the, the guy was there. He saw us come in, he smiled, and he waved. He was on his, his uh, phone, and I think it was like a good 10, 15 minutes before he – and he's sitting like, you know, five feet away from us, right? And then eventually he finally got bored with his phone and came over and took our, our order, right? And you can't – if you're not used to that, you kind of lose your shit, oh, right? And that was fast, right? And you're like, whoa, yeah. what's like this guy sitting right here. He's on his phone. But you can't do that in Panama. Yeah, that's how right? like, um, give me a seat. Give very me a seat. relaxed, very yeah. mellow. <laughs> Yeah. I uh, I visited there during the um uh during the campaign uh, uh the first uh, election uh between Trump and Clinton. So during that time that's when uh, the last time I visited there. Checked and it man, out. it was so nice You're over here and everything's so chaotic and everybody's yelling and angry at you. And you go there, nobody's talking politics, right? Nobody's doing anything. They're drinking coffee, right? <laughs> it's it's a very nice different laid back feeling. Yes. And yeah, about the cost, you know, we figured out my wife and I can live there for about $30,000 a year in Panama, right? Yeah. So, you know, if people uh, if people kind of are able to look outside the box and you don't have anything really tying you hard down here, then look at it. Maybe you can do an early retirement. You know, it's, yeah. it's man, it's take a look at it definitely. Like you That's said, what's I mean, what are you what are you looking at in the states now? At least sixty five to retirement, like at least. Oh yeah, so I would not be able to retire. I think sixty two is when you can start. That's like the earliest you can draw Social Security. And is that yes. Medi- oh, you might be right. Medicaid, I think, is later than Social Security. So it might be sixty four, sixty five, right? I, I know you still because don't because make as much. What else are you doing for? Right. The earlier I mean, the you go, is, the is, less you make. Like, it's, if you could work till seventy, you're better off. Yeah, well, you know, that's what they say, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, man. I'm I'm amazed I made it to 50. I'm not so certain I'll make it to 70, right? <laughs> right. And um, I'd rather get my money, you know, for a, a couple of years before, you know, while I can still use it. Right? And like, it's 70. Yeah. when you're 70, you're already like, you're already oh, whatever, you know, at least be able to enjoy some years before you get to that point, I feel like. Oh, no, no, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I, I like Social Security. I'll be taking as as soon as it's available. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that was the big problem with healthcare, right? Uh, example: a friend of mine had to uh, get an X-ray, uh, emergency X-ray, uh, in Panama at the hospital, and the hospital um, visit cost him four dollars. And the uh, the X-ray cost them sixteen, right? And wow! It's not like they're crappy doctors. I know people think that. Oh, they're bad. They're not bad doctors. They all come here to to learn. Yeah. And um, just the price. That's they're, they're phenomenally, poor people. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenally great. Like yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say a couple hundred, which is still cheap for that kind of a thing no, at right. a hospital here. No, like... no, and it makes all the difference in the world, right? It's like yeah. uh, I keep saying, I hope I don't sound condescending, but I keep saying the American dream still available. 
just not necessarily in America, right? Not not at this point. We fix some things. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Christopher. Politics with Robin. Yeah. (laughs) Politics life retirement. We got got it. We're planning it all out, Christopher. We got it. We got everything for everybody. What um, do you know when your next book is going to be, Christopher? So uh, my next book um, is not going to be one of these. I wanted to get a couple of these series out because, again, if you self-publish, it's great. If you have a series out, right, um, you know, somebody buys your book and likes it, you know, thought is they'll buy buy two uh, your other books in the same series, right? So I wanted to get a couple of those out. um, But now that it is, you get boring. Uh, uh, You don't. But my, my stuff gets boring, right, if I have to continually write the same thing over and over again, same characters, eventually you get bored. And, um, and so, uh, so I'm going to split off and just kind of do one of those Sam books, every, every other book. My next one, uh, the working title is gone and it's about, um, uh, it's actually uh, kind of an apocalyptic type uh, uh, thriller, right? Not not as much comedy as my other one. And uh, I was watching, my wife and I were watching a uh, documentary um, one one day about spiders. And, you know, we hate spiders. We'd kill spiders. And, and then we, we read, and something stuck with me from this thing. It's that spiders eat the world population's weight in insects every year. Right? Isn't that crazy? The world population's weight in insects they eat every year. I've always heard they eat a and lot, but I've it, never heard that stat. That is that's yeah, insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And uh, you know, I kept thinking about it. And after that, I'm like, okay, now we got a deal. You guys stay up in the corners, and I'll let you live. Yeah. Right? And uh, but I never, <laughs> I never stopped thinking about that. And then one day, it just suddenly this thought. I was probably in the shower. This thought just popped into my head that went what if all the spiders suddenly disappeared, right? What would happen? And so that was kind of the yeah. birth of, of um, this novel. And it takes place over five years. And the first year is about where, you know, you, we don't know why when you start, but about all these spiders um, have died, right? Like all on the same day, uh, mostly. And um, it, it's kind of about, okay, we got to, you know, they know the food chain is screwed, right? If spiders suddenly were gone, the food chain is screwed up yeah. and the insects would take over. And that's yeah. kind of where this heads, right? And I just, I'm, I've just started outlining it. Um, like I say, I always take a Minecraft break after, <laughs> after publishing a book. So, gotta beat the Enderman. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, that's in the vein that, um, that, that, uh, I, I think that's going to be the next one. Nice. Spider, spiders are like the one insect that I'm okay with. I hate any Ooh. other insect, but spiders digging. Uh, I got a web right there. I don't like my, my buddy. I don't like any insect. <laughs> like you said, though, yeah. if it's up in the corner, if it's not crawling on me, if it yeah. doesn't have a, a hourglass on its back, yeah, no, go, <laughs> go do yeah. some spider shit. I like uh, I like those daddy long legs, right? Yeah, I like they're them cool. Walk. I mean, they're they're kind of cool. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. those and uh, I guess praying mantises would be the other. I like, do. I love cool, a praying mantis. That's one thing exactly. I would like. That thing is like crazy. Those guys got attitudes, <laughs> right? You know? And you get arrested too. I yes. mean, it's like illegal to yeah. molest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to molest a praying mantis. What did even happen? Was that a religious right thing? Right? Oh, they're persecuting our insects now. <laughs> what is that about? Oh shit! Uh, That's great, Christopher. We right, have to wrap this up. Yeah, go we ahead. We have to wrap it up, dude. But it's been a blast talking to you, man. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I always love getting with you guys. You're, absolutely. you're awesome. A lot of fun. You too. Where can everybody find you? So, um, uh, you know, Facebook, right? Twitter. Um, you can always find me by my last name, Minori. Um, and uh, um, I've got a webpage, minorjoystudios.com. Um, and I've always got stuff about my books. And uh, you can also go to uh, texaschainsawmusical.com. And um, I, uh, you can subscribe to my newsletter there or, you know, whatever, man. I'm always willing to say hi to people, right? Anybody wants to join my page or whatever. I, I, I like to learn things about new people. You might wind up in one of my books. I would love That'd that. Be cool. We could be like the, yeah. the, the radio show in hell. Yeah. We could be the entertainment. That's right. Yeah. We probably are. Right. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Might be some like uh, fan fiction, right? Like, uh, I'll, I'll make you fuck Captain Kirk or something. <laughs> that's, that's what it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, Christopher. Thank you so much for talking to us, man. All right. Yeah, man. It's been great talking to you guys again. And uh, y'all have a good day. You, you too, too man. Rob and Slim Show, we are back with Drew Ashworth. Hey, how's it going, guys? Drew, good. How you doing? You're a musician from Georgia, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, from the metro Atlanta area. Uh, Atlanta is a pretty big metro area. It's in about four or five counties. And uh, I live in one of the western counties, yeah. Nice, nice. How? Uh, I, saw, I saw on your website you started studying music at age 13, correct? Uh, well, I got, I got my, my first proper guitar. Uh, when I was 13, but man, uh, the music started, you know, almost from birth you know, for me, you know, um, I got, I, I went to a, a public high school, but it was one that was, um, uh, pretty heavily, you know, performing arts, you know, based or whatever. And we had a really good band director and. I was always in uh, the church choir and the bell choir and, um, you know, my favorite toys were always the musical instruments, you know, so I've just been kind of doing this thing my whole life. Wow. Wow. I, I was going to ask how it started out, but yeah, you were just, it was just in you from the beginning. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I sung my first solo, uh, when I was like five years old, uh, at the church choir uh, you know, Silent Night for uh, for Christmas Eve service, if you believe that. Wow. That's what I was going to ask when your first uh, performance was. So, <laughs> five years old. Yeah. Wow. When did you first... years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first, uh, like, uh, I don't know, at a young age, can you, can you play a bar? Like, what kind of gigs do you get? Uh, shit, man. Nowadays, uh, I will, I'll play your kid's bar mitzvah. I'll play <laughs> wherever I can. Cause, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the Corona got everybody pretty much wiped out. I was going to ask down there. Yeah. I saw one of my buddies, um, well, one of my buddies moved to, uh, uh, New Orleans recently, and he um, posted a video just this past weekend. It's called like a porch concert. Just some guys playing on their porch, and people like I guess kind of like in the front yard, just listening to to them perform. How how is it down in Georgia? Well, it's a it's a double edged sword in Georgia, you know. Without getting too far into politics, uh, but uh, we can still do the menu venues, what I call the menu venues. So I, you know. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty lucky 
uh, and so I, I get to, to go out and play these places, and I still have, have been able to find some work. Cool. But there in March, man, it was like, holy moly. You know, like I, I woke up one day and like a whole month, you know, just wiped, it just wiped off the calendar. And then like over the course of the next couple of days, it's just like, boom, boom. Okay. This, this whole next month. Okay. Now your whole summer, you know, yeah. and that was, that's like the, you know, we, we, I was looking forward to a, a band a year. I, you know, I was about to put out this record, you know, but I feel like we, too, like we, in the we, summer, we that's right along. We can't, no, we can't be, uh, yeah. We can't be trailed by negative negativity in those types of things we still we still keep on track yeah i feel like the summer would be like the main time to perform too yeah well everybody down here in the south is a wuss uh, about the cold and so like uh, about in october um including me i mean I'm, I'm i'm i make fun of these people that i live around here with but i'm one of them too you know, after about the first week of October, man, we are inside. It's an inside thing, and then, and then that that corresponds with uh, with the beginning of college football, which down here is like a religion. Yes, I've heard that. Like a legit religion. Like weddings are planned around it. Like nothing happens on Saturday afternoon in the South. Uh, yes, you know? I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, yeah. An author years ago we yeah. talked to from down there said that. Like He said, yeah, no, that's it's a religion down there. <laughs> I've seen newscasts, too, of like uh, Georgia getting like a little bit of snow and everybody just abandoning cars in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man. I couldn't hear you like that little bit right there. I'm going to try to adjust something. Oh, yeah, okay. no, yeah. no problem. Yeah, no, it's just happened in Texas, too. Like, yeah, a little bit of snow. It's just, it's just everything, everything shuts down. Yeah, yeah, everything shuts down and, and uh and no it, it all moves inside and so so everything in the in the spring and summer that's where we're going to do any any kind of outdoor uh thing at a brewery or like an outdoor like you think about spring and summertime you're going to miss out on um you know spring break anything like that you're going to miss out on 4th of July you're going to miss out on any kind of summertime Memorial Day Labor yeah. Day you know, miss out on anything going on for people's vacations. I mean, it's, it, you know, people that don't, I mean, I, you guys are up in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Yep. You, you guys get a fair amount of t- tourism at the shore. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, shit, down in Florida, dude, I don't know if you've ever been down to Florida, but there's parts of Florida that are just, just man. Like, their whole economy is tourism. Yes. Like, so if people ain't coming to those hotels, life sucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, how long, Drew, have you had the Drew Ashworth band? How long has that been a thing? Uh, Drew Ashworth band. I don't know. We started doing that in like two thousand. I don't know, four or five, maybe. Okay. And, uh, you know, it it started off as just sort of like a side project for me because I was in another another group that was that traction. Okay. Uh, but it was led by another another guy. I was just sort of like a a hired guy and then uh eventually i got let go from that group and this became like sort of the outlet so i started i started getting serious about doing solo stuff i got with a great booking agent and then i started doing solo gigs and that and then i started you know focusing on my writing and decided i wanted to start recording and then lo and behold uh, i met up with all these cool musicians 
and uh, a couple of them are playing with me regularly now, and they're gracious enough to uh, play under my name. Cool. Oh. That's what that's what I was wondering. Is that is that hard to get? Like, yeah, you you have a band with your name. Is that is I I feel like that's one of the top things you could do as a musician. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, y'all don't give a shit about anything. I, I'm gonna go ahead and, and tell it like it is. Uh, I've been doing this damn thing since I was a teenager. Yes. And uh, every time I hitch my uh, my uh, you know horse to somebody else's wagon, I always get let down somehow. And so, and so over the course of years of being in all these original bands, the cover bands, this, that, and the other, they're not working out. This, these guys, uh, all these things are beyond my control that are happening that are starting to affect my paycheck and my bottom line as a pro. You know, these other, um, and they, uh, I just got to the point where it's like, hey, man. This is what it is. If I'm going to continue uh, doing stuff with the band and continue like trying to put out my music and stuff like that, then I, I'm just going to do it like this. And the way I run my band is a little bit different than than uh, than some people do. Cool. Uh, I, I I kind of run it like a football team. <laughs> so I have a first and a second and a third string, and uh, my first string guys are my number one guys, and those guys are uh, the or. I, <laughs> I call them my bottom bitches, but that was that was, might be offensive. Uh, those <laughs> guys are on the record, and uh, uh, those guys are my number ones all the time. They get the first phone call. If they can't make it, then I go to the second round. And if they can't make it, I go to the third round. And that's why it's the Drew Ashford band, because I'm the only thing that's probably going to stay the same. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, though, that you have that many people that you've connected with that will come will, will, will come to bat for you that's awesome well um you know it's, it's all about your reputation and uh <clears throat> in this in this industry it really is all about your reputation and me and my wife angela uh, we, we really strive to to you know kind of do what we say and say what we're going to do dude she's got it down she she had contacted me first angela set this whole interview up and i was going to say you have an amazing amazing partner in her Oh, she's a brain of this operation, man. No doubt about it. I just hold a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, has she, did, how did you guys meet? Oh, man. Oh, okay. Uh, we met uh, some years ago, uh, and I was working as I had, I was just kind of doing music as a hobby at this point because. I was trying to earn a living for myself and pay child support like a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I taken a job that was like 50, 60 hours a week. I was in this motherfucker constantly. I was running a restaurant, a menu venue. They had a, a restaurant that had a stage and they tried to be a little nightclub on Friday and Saturday nights, but they weren't really a club. They had, you know, in Georgia, uh, here anyway, and in most parts of this state, I'm sure. Um, you have to have a kitchen in order to sell alcohol at your restaurant. Mm -hmm. So you can't you can't just have a bar. Okay. In Georgia, they, they don't exist. You have to have a kitchen in order to have a in order to sell the alcohol. They won't give you the license. So um, a lot of these places that are restaurants, they end up being bars at, on Friday and Saturday night. Once mom and pop go home with the kids, they tuck them in the bed, they crack open the margarita machine. We getting lit up. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, in one of these places, uh, that's I was running one of these joints, and 
and uh, Angela was a talent buyer. And uh, we got to talking on the phone that way. So we became friends first, and that friendship blossomed into a romance. And now we're married. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, because I feel like you guys are the perfect combination. Man, I, uh, I, I tell you right now, man, I wouldn't be here without her doing what I'm doing. That's awesome. On any kind of level. That's awesome. And I'd, I'd be playing for tacos, you know, playing country songs, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do have a song to play. Uh, I'm grabbing it right now. Right now, Drew. It is uh, Red Shoes. Oh, I see the background. <laughs> yeah, right there. Red Shoes. I, I'm just trying to find my... Uh, Oh god damn! I this is my this is my faux pas. I'm just trying to find the player that has the song. That's right. As you look for that, I do want to say something. It's interesting that you said in Georgia that in order to sell alcohol, you have to have a kitchen. Because um, I guess like in Jersey, you cannot sell um alcohol unless you're a restaurant. So I guess it's the same. And so that yeah. really it really hurts breweries. Where the breweries here, they have to do this whole like tour thing because they're allowed yes. to. So you, so you walk into breweries in New Jersey and they have a little map and they're like, just sign this that you took the tour, and that's because <laughs> because <laughs> the restaurants are jealous that they uh, they had to pay all this money for a liquor license and you have to uh, and you're you're giving alcohol out. You're not gonna deny a true hustler. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. You're not some, we somebody gonna find a way around it. Yeah. You're not gonna deny. A true hustle we're we gonna make money okay damn right yeah. i have the song though uh red shoes drew to play right now thank you man appreciate it. y'all check it out uh and all the places that you stream music and then also at drewacklin.com awesome awesome uh yeah i'll play right now and uh slim's gonna mute our mics while while we take a listen
That song I love is that. so good, yeah. Even when I, I, I pre-listened the other night, I was just like smiling and just jamming out in my really room. Cool. Like it is such, uh, it seems like a a huge production with the background yeah. singers, with the sax, uh, the piano, and, and just the guitar, everything, everything. And I, it just comes together so perfectly. I, and I love the jazz influence and everything. It's so good. Really I'm good. very, very, very uh, fortunate to uh, know and be friends with a, a lot of very, very talented uh, people uh, because of my the work that I do with my wife as a as a talent buyer and and, uh, and a booking agent. So uh, I know, like, man, I, th- there are some really, really, really fine musicians in Atlanta, as I'm sure there are in your area too. Uh, I, I encourage everybody, everybody who might be listening to this, go support your local music scene. Mm. Go out there to the bars and find it, man. Pay five dollar cover, you might be surprised at what you find. Dude, there, there's some really good cats around the corner playing tonight somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the uh, local scene around us is just cover bands. I was going to ask about that too <laughs> down there, Drew. Where like a lot of bands up here at a bar is just going to be cover bands for the most part. Like that's all people want to hear, I, I, I guess, uh, for the most part. But it, I feel like still as a cover band, you could throw in one or two originals at least, at least if you are that kind of a band. Uh, you know, there's there's different ways of going about it, man. There's you know, you know, Grandma used to say this. You know, at least five or six ways to skin the cat, but um, you know, uh, there's some people that will tell you that you shouldn't go play bars if you're an original act because you're trying to do something else. Uh, you're trying to play original music. You should try to stick with ticketed venues and go to paper plays and go up that way. And that's certainly a way to go about about getting there. It's slow and it's painful, and they call it paying your dues for that reason. Uh, what I have done. It, and I've been involved in music my whole life. And so I've been looking at this since I was a little boy, you know, watching my stepdad's bands and growing up in the scene and watching what was going on and hanging out in music shops, seeing what was going on. I always had my ear to the ground, you know, figuring out what was what. Yeah. And uh, so the way I did it was I would do cover songs, uh, but I would sprinkle in my originals and I called it the sandwich. Okay, so like uh, I'm gonna make you a sandwich, and I'm gonna on either side of the sandwich is gonna be the platinum hit that I know that you like. Yes. I know you like it because every time I play this song, people love it. Okay. Yeah. That I give it to you. That that that's number one, and then I'm gonna sandwich one, maybe two of my original songs in there too, and I'm gonna hit you again with another multi platinum hit that you love. That's sort of in the same vein. So if you're if you're if you're a fan of those bands. Then you're probably gonna like those songs that I wrote. Yes, that's an awesome. And, and awesome I call that the sandwich. And, and I uh, every every like I've got up, you know, I'm not a rock star, man. 
you know, but I haven't paid a, for one like. I haven't paid Facebook a dime. You know, I, it's, it, everybody that likes my page, it's because they went to a show and they said, hey. You know. Yeah. Love that. Love that. That's awesome. I, I, I want to bring up, Drew, Drew you mentioned um, your company, Crest Point Entertainment, P-O-I-N-T-E. And you guys are, uh, you guys represent a lot of, a lot of talent down there, correct? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that, like, we're still, we're still kind of like a home-based business, you know what I mean? I don't want to go and paint this big picture that, you know, I'm riding around in my yacht with Tom Brady or something, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not, you know. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a home-based business. I work with local talent, undiscovered talent, and the majority of the talent that I work with is indie. Uh, there's a couple of acts that there's a couple of uh, acts that I got that are signed. A couple of acts that were from the Georgia, uh, the state of Georgia, that were uh, American Idol acts and the Voice acts. We work with some of those guys after they get off from uh, their TV show commitment, um, and we basically book. Uh, small to medium sized venues and uh, small to medium sized um, events. So we can do a parking lot party for your business or a restaurant. We can we can put together a small festival where we, we work with one or two uh, sort of indie, you know, real real hippie type of thing. Mm. You know, we go out and camp in the field and do a bunch of mushrooms for like four days and listen to some music. That's that's still working <laughs> awesome. If you're into that kind of thing, of course, with those things, it don't matter what you're into, you're bound to run into it. You know? Drew, I want to I want to test my uh my beer knowledge real quick. You I uh, I see you're drinking a beer. You held it up during that song. Uh, based on the color of that beer, I'm thinking IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a brewery here that I really highly recommend. Uh, there's there's several breweries that I play at, and they all have fantastic beer. Uh, but here in Georgia, the number one IPA is probably Sweetwater 420. I've been to Sweetwater. Yes, I do love them. That's awesome. I'm going to be in Georgia uh, next week. I'll, I'll have to revisit uh, Sweetwater. But I used to have a Sweetwater glass that I got there, too, because my father lives in Georgia. And I, I had went to their brewery, and I got a glass from them, but I think I broke it a long time ago. But that's awesome, man. I'm drinking uh, Sarah Nevada's new, uh, what is this? Their, their Nectarine Ale is what I'm drinking right now. Nice, nice. My, 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 my brother lives out in Denver, and, uh, you know, we're all, we all a bunch of gypsies. We're scattered all over the place. Cool. And, uh, but no, he he he's got a he's got a nice little thing going for him up in uh, up in Denver area, and he brews uh, his own beer. He's not a, like a brewery; he just brews it at his house. Oh, yeah. okay. But he's always trying to get me to try all this kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> That's awesome, awesome, dude! Thank you so much for talking to us, man. It's been a blast, and you are just just having connected with you. That song. Red Shoes is amazing. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I got the opportunity to to enjoy that and, and to connect with you on this. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate it, too. If you guys want another one, I got another one queued up. Ah. I guys wanted to hear it, but uh, I don't want to oh. too much time. Damn it. Damn it. We're cut. We're, we're running close on time, Drew. Um, first, get your plugs out. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, the song is going to drop. It's called Agents of Change, which is the title track for the new EP. Uh, it drops on March 26th uh, worldwide on distribution. If you want to go ahead and get a copy of it, 
Uh, we have some uh, some physical copies already made in the anticipation for the release. You can find all that information at DrewAshworth.com. DrewAshworth.com. Uh, the band is the Drew Ashworth Band. You can find me on Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you find your streaming music. And, uh, yeah, DrewAshworth.com and my uh, social media tags are Drew Ashworth Music. Awesome. And uh, if you want to hang on, we'll go to break, and you could play that song and, and play sure, play us out on that. Yeah, I got I can roll sound right now, man. You guys ready? Yeah. Yep. All right, here she goes. This is Agents of Change, never before heard outside of my Ooh. studio. <laughs> here you awesome. Go.
Should be good. Robin Slim Show. Robin Slim Show. David. You guys are very, you're very distorted. Is that just me? Um, I don't know if it's an issue with first time using Zoom. So, well, not first time, but I haven't used Zoom with this board yet. Give me a second, and I'll see if I can correct. You, you, have, you have a gain on your microphone. Maybe it's really high. Yeah. You sound like this. Oh, okay. Maybe it's the, um, let me, I'm going to turn down. Give me one second here. I can turn down my microphone volume sound settings. Let's do this, and then let's bring us down to. Oh yeah, somehow we shot up to a hundred. I don't know. Oh, well, there that... you go. That's not. That's it's, you're quiet, but now you sound clear. That sounds better. Way way better. Dude. Yeah, I don't know why that shot up randomly like that. That is weird. It's so... You're welcome. <laughs> All right, thank you, David. <laughs> David, flatter, Dave. What's up, boys? What's up? Uh, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. What is it? Now, this is going out live, audio only. We're just seeing each other on video, right? Uh, it's video. Um, it oh, will okay. be live. Well, it's it's live on Facebook right now, and then the okay. video will go on YouTube as well. I'm just uh, I'm still f figuring out the kinks of uh, the Zoom right now. Let's see. Where are you? There you are. Uh, I um... see you. Okay. All right, can you still hear us all right, or is this all messed up again? Uh, I, uh, no, you sound good. Okay. You know, you can cool. split us up into two windows side by side on Zoom. Yeah, let me get to that. Um, hold on, I'm learning this stuff. Let's see, Zoom. Uh, I think it's on the upper right. You can pick a view, and it's like, yeah. uh, I don't know. All right, well, regardless, like, on our actual recording, we can see us and you on the recording that nice. I'm recording, so. We can see everything. Yeah. You can't okay. see us at all? No, I see you. I see you. I'm just saying side by side, because if I show any visuals, I'm, I see myself in a tiny little box on the bottom. Oh, okay. Well, what if I do... That's because I have you set up for a tiny little box. Now you see yourself full screen? Oh, there you go. There you go. So, oh. so, so I'll change that as you show visuals. I can make it bigger. I have full control over here. Make it All bigger. Right? Make your show. Whatever, whatever you like. All right. Sounds good. What are you guys drinking? I got some absinthe. I got a, uh, a Sierra Nevada a Nectarine Ale. Ooh. Nice. What do you got, Dave? I've got a cough drop and a cup of tea. All right. That's <laughs> that sounds, good stuff. It <laughs> sounds flat earthy. How? Yeah. <laughs> how did you come across the realization the Earth is flat? And does it matter? Does it matter the shape? Because we're gonna live, we're gonna die. It's it well, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I used to think the same thing. I came across it because I tried to debunk it. I tried. I, I was sick of hearing about it, and I tried to prove it, to prove that it was fake, and prove the globe. And uh, that's how you become a flat earther once you understand what the flat Earth isn't and what the globe Earth is. I just, I just like. Can you convince us? Because but, I'm not convinced, David. Yeah, we we still who benefits. Think we, you know, I, I didn't convince you yet. Come on. No who benefits <laughs> off of us thinking the Earth is round. Right. Like, what is the benefit? The globes. So so let's we'll, let we'll answer what the benefit is at the end. But uh, let let me start out by asking you guys why do you think the Earth is a globe, and then I could just take each piece apart. How's that? How does that work? The sun rises and sets. 
and the moon. Okay, well, let's start one sets. one thing at a time. The the sun rises and sets. It's because the sun is is uh, circling over the flat Earth, and it comes and it goes. So it literally sets due to perspective. Here's a shot of the sun. All right, let me make you. And I'm in in, in uh, on the high plains in Africa, and okay. it's not going down. It's is super sped up, and the sun is just going away. It's not going down. It's just going away because it's circling over the Earth. Now, depending on where you are, atmospheric conditions and stuff, it'll look like it sets. And I'll show you how it sets. Is the sun flat? The sun is not a physical object. It's a projection into the Earth system. Oh, right. So the sun doesn't exist. Only on Earth. Well, I don't know. The sun exists. We, We see it. It's hot. I mean, if, I as the so. sun moves away, I inserted warm. these clouds in here to show you how perspective works. <laughs> right. And the sun just goes. And then this last cloud, which is the same height as these two clouds, it just merges with the horizon and the sun goes beyond it. And it looks like it's setting from the top down, but it's just going beyond the atmospheric and, deck of opacity. And if the earth was round, that wouldn't happen? Opacity. No, if it was round, it would happen differently. But you know, when oh. you watch the sunset... Do you believe that you're on the top of a ball falling backwards faster than the speed of sound? And that's why the sun looks to be going down? That's crazy. I still think the earth is round. <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like, I like we have enough it's... scientific evidence that the earth is round, right? Like you got satellite name one, footage. Name one piece of scientific ev- evidence. Aren't well, there satellite s- footage? Have satellites. You... Yeah, there's satellites out there. We know like the earth is round. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like all planets so, are round. My ball's around. There's... My ball's around. That's well, a good hang point. On. <laughs> yeah. So there's no satellites ever. Satellites are actually launched on balloons. NASA owns all of the helium companies, all of the big ones. And is the largest consumer of helium in the world. And they launch these things they call satellites, and they go up. There's tens of thousands of them in the sky. Do you, do you have a picture of them? Home. Is that the satellite? This is a video of a satellite. Oh no, that's a video these of a satellite. Go up, stay up for years at a time. This thing weighs eight thousand pounds, it looks and like it's going to go up bot. on this balloon. And they can they can control where they can make it stay over a certain place just by remotely controlling its. Uh, it's um, altitude. Do, do, you, it's do you have a winds. do you have a visual of the balloon? Because I see the string that is it's that attached a penis to. But or an arm? I want to see. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the balloon. Yeah, just hold on a second. I'll All show right, you the I want to see if it's a little red balloon. There is it is. It? There it is. Whoa! Oh, it's a very, looks like a kite. Um, and it's carrying <laughs> the satellite up. Is that funny? <laughs> It's yeah, it's a little silly. I, I, the ideal of that a balloon, because like, obviously, if I tied a balloon to myself, it's not gonna shoot me up to space. But I'm showing you right here that NASA admits that they have these. That they There's have these that are of thousands to of these. Balloons. They've been photographed. They're it's crashing like, all around the world all the time, <laughs> and they're in the sky. There's tens of thousands of these up at a time. We have Air, Air, Air Force, retired Air Force people that say they were on the balloon recovery system where they have a way to recover these things in midair before they come down. Okay. So these things are up there doing all sorts of stuff, but they're not doing what you think that they're doing. You know, like cell phone communication. Not flipping because that's what it looks like. It looks like it's flipping they don't, me off. They don't spread internet. They don't. Oh, so what are they doing then? <clears throat> 
spreading viruses. There, there might be some communications. They might be taking pictures. They no. might be looking for fake pictures things. of around. They might Earth be you know spying sense. on things. Right. Mm. But you know all of the communications are done with undersea cables, fiber optic cables that span all across the world. So Wait, what is... about American aviator Wiley Post and Joshua uh, Sklodum who sailed around the world? What about those guys? They sailed around the world? Well, well yes. So, I, I googled it. One guy sailed around the world. One guy flew around the world. What about them? Yeah, okay. So, so if you understand how a compass works, on the flat earth... It's round. The... the on the flat earth, it, the so first let's back it up and show you what the flat earth is. The flat okay. earth is not a not a disc floating in space. Okay, it's a it's like a a, a pond. Oh, right? and the and the, the edge of the pond is the land that's higher than the water. Okay. That land is what we know as Antarctica. <laughs> what was that? Uh, oh, oh, so that's your pond. So here's the pond. So it's round, though. All, I mean, that's still round. All of the continent, it's round. Okay. All of the continents are surrounded by water, and all of the water is surrounded by land, oh. which is Antarctica, and it's higher than the water, so it contains the water. Oh, the Antarctica is bigger than all of the oceans and all of the continents combined. The all right, I'm a little convinced now because I always thought flat Earth. When you said flat Earth, you were saying the Earth was square, which is very hard to believe, but mm. it's round. So I'm a little bit more. I'm believing you a little bit more. It's still a round Earth. It's just not as it's not a 3D round item. It's a flat round item. It's like a, pond. a disc. Large it's bodies like a pond. of water at rest yeah. lay flat. Cool. So what what happens like if you can you jump off of it? That's like the main question I gotta ask. So if you go her. to like, the edge of a lake, could you yeah. jump off the edge of a lake? I can jump onto the edge. So yeah. is there, so can I walk? Wait, Antarctica. Can what I? People peed in it. Would it melt? So are we not in space? We're just surrounded by Antarctica. We're floating in right. water. Oh, but so so if I got to the edge of the Earth, I would jump up and I would land on Antarctica. What happens if I got to the edge of Antarctica? We don't know how far. We don't know how far it goes. It goes for thousands of miles, Ooh. and no one's allowed to go there. There's no with all the like technology what we have and stuff. We never got there. Uncle Antarctica. Which question do you want me to answer? Both of them. <laughs> no one's allowed to go there. Oh. It's like, off limits to everybody. Is it like an M Night Shyamalan like the village? <laughs> like there's creatures or something out there? Is that a real question? Well, 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 why wouldn't I be allowed to go out there? Who's going to stop me? The Antarctic Treaty. There, <gasps> all the countries in the world have signed the Antarctic Treaty in 1959, and nobody's allowed to independently explore the outer lands of Antarctica until the year 2041, where they'll kick it down the road but, another, another six. What about years. people Frankie break law? People, pe I love Frankie, but Frankie people, McDonald's. people break laws all the time. Yeah. So yeah, like, one guy if tried I it just a few years ago, a bunch of years ago, and the creature got, got permission him. from his country to go, and before okay. he even got to the shoreline of Antarctica, he was stopped by a military ship, and oh. they threatened to sink him if he didn't turn around. He turned around, he went back home after he got a permit from his company, his country to go, and he was jailed. What did he do? Oh, he what, happened if he, what happened if he didn't turn around? If he, he kept going, do you even... think they would have killed him? They might have sunk him, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. What about drones? Like, can't drones go past Antarctica? Right, like, will they, I feel will like they shoot, someone's going to Will they shoot drone. the what, drones what, down? What drone do you have that can fly in the dark without GPS, without a compass, and for thousands of miles through 140 degrees below zero? Yeah, I got you one know? of those super drones that can do all that. It goes like Super Saiyan. It turns golden. Yeah. 
That's I don't know. Any real questions? That was an answer. I don't know about a question. Um, oh, sorry about that. There's what? Uh, oh, what do you got, Rob? Sorry, we live next to a what fire is... alarm. Oh, uh, God. Who benefits from us believing the globe is round? Like, every every leader of every country that can't get al- along on anything somehow agrees well, that we should all believe that the Earth is round. Why? Somehow they all agree that nobody can explore Antarctica, so that makes you wonder, maybe they're all in it together. Maybe this whole division of countries is a false division just to separate the human race so we don't all unite and uh, and you know, put that. them out of power who does it benefit it benefits the people that know what the earth really is know that we're at the center of creation know that there's probably more land beyond antarctica other worlds so, uh and they, they keep us in a prison a prison in our mind which is the globe and thinking that we are flying through infinite space and could be destroyed at any moment when in fact none of that is true so do you mean the rich people have land past the flat earth yeah flat like past the, antarctica the flat earth flatter like are, are there like okay are there important people like donald trump does he own like uh another planet that or we don't a golf know about course? or a golf so there course? is no other planets there I'll could s- be there oh could there are be, no other planets there could be extra land extra territory extraterrestrials outside in the outer space beyond antarctica could be there could be oh so there wait are you saying there's no space is that no yeah i'm saying there's no space there's no space so space is a fake there's no stars like what are stars stars are lights in the sky we don't know what they are they're above our heads but when we film them in a balloon we we send a balloon up on a clear night with high def cameras looking up, we can see the stars when the balloon takes off, but the balloon gets between fifty and eighty thousand feet, all the stars disappear. So what are the stars? I don't know. I don't think I don't think they're physical so, things. I think they're projected into our reality. You're a piece of shit either way. So so let me get this straight then. We're stuck in like a container, you're saying. There may there there's not other planets, but there may be other dimensions. Maybe Keep other re- shit back. Might be- maybe other realities. Maybe. All right, cool. Can you time travel? What are what are all the people chiming in? What's going on there? I don't I don't know. It's, we uh we catch these weird interferences. They might yeah. be Yeah. I mean now that you're kind yeah. of making us aware Gee, of it. What happened? Those interferences might be coming from outside of Antarctica. I I'm not really sure. It happens all the time. I haven't been right, able guys. to get control over it. Yeah, I haven't been able to get control over it. I don't know, but it could be uh past <sighs> the border of Antarctica. So if anybody wants to find out the truth, you just get the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac clock app and all of the information. Yo, the Earth is round. I'm telling you it's round because I one time picked up the Earth and I bounced it. It's a ball cause I bounced it What did I bounce it off of? I bounced the earth off of Pluto I bounced it off of Pluto And then I threw it into Jupiter Cause Jupiter is just a big net I bet you didn't know that Yeah You got anything else for us? You all jumpy I think he hung up Uh what's Ew. Go fuck yourself. Oh, no. This sucks. 
You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Why are you going to jump me with arrows? I don't know. Zoom is all weird. Oh, oh, he exited. He went away a while ago. (laughs) Okay. What the fuck? I didn't know it was that deep. (laughs) It gets deeper. I have this clip. I think I've got syphilis. Oh my I God. know I've got syphilis. Way far back. I also, oh. unrelated to the current epidemic, have syphilis. <laughs> okay, everyone's getting syphilis. I don't think it's that common anymore to get syphilis. Now, this is the whole class burst into a chorus. <laughs> we all have syphilis. It's in our pussies and our dicks. Oh, it's in oh, our God. shit and in our pits. <laughs> it's peeling off our noses and our lips. Yes, 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 syphilis. Oh, terrific Oof. facts. My you guys brain, are great. My brain hurts. Uh, <laughs> at least that, that cleared me out. I feel like the, the syphilis. Cleared yeah, me out. The syphilis. From the planet. Dude. Odd. He didn't like you or me. I he he was not happy with or any our show. Maybe he didn't like the interferences that we were getting from the other universe. Well, maybe they were from other things. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't know. We don't know what flat shit happens. He's all right. Well, gone. We're he's gonna... gone. <laughs> he's he he's gone <laughs> with the wind. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why the mic like so volume changed. That's all right. It's still good on the. He said you're recording. Like he yeah, he now. fixed like, it. Uh, the Earth is not flat. No, shit. I don't think. Even if it was, flat. who gives a fuck? Yeah, we um, are gonna die. We're born. We're gonna die. We work a fucking an, shit job. We try to get our dicks fucking wet. Or our pussies filled, or our, our assholes filled. We're gonna do something. I never, um, I never looked that deep into it, but I love that there's like a con- tendency for like if you go too far, you just get killed. <laughs> it's like, that's what it was. You can't go to Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I was like, well, what if you go to Antarctica and then you try to go past that? And he was like, well, the military's there. They're gonna kill you. I'm like, oh, okay. they're just all there. They're all there, but they stand there. Is yeah. it real cold? Couldn't they die from that Probably. cold? Probably. Well, they might have, like, I don't know, food and stuff and heat, I guess. Logs they can, fire. They have Wawa burgers. They have <laughs> shit. That's what it is. We don't realize the Wawa burgers hurts. are what are what in, uh, encourage the yeah. Antarctica border patrols. Uh, I don't even right. fucking we're, know. But we're leaving now. We'll be back <laughs> next month. And hopefully not have any lawsuits. Go fuck yourself. This sucks. Damn right it sucks. <laughs> I like he was like, what are all those other people chiming in? <laughs> I love that he hung up. What a little bitch. <laughs> oh my god, I... I wish we could suck on each other. I want to suck on you too. I'm gonna suck you so hard. Suck me. C- can we do this? Are, are, are we allowed to do this? I don't care. I just want you. Fuck all of this. Let's just get the hell out of here and be whatever the fuck we want. That's evolution. That's progress. I want a family. Can we have a family? Yeah. I'm more alive than I've ever been. <laughs> this has been a Fat Moles Radio production. 
To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash fatmolesradio. Hush your face, is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,